Okay. Hey, everyone. So we are actually doing this episode literally after episode one yeah. because Haley is rude and is going to the beach without me. So I'm stuck in Idaho <sighs> editing. So busy, I know she's lady. so hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you're just so upset about <sighs> that. So yeah. But we are just so excited to keep doing this. I know it's some back-to-back episodes, but we feel like episode one went so well. So we're really excited about episode two. And we just ask that you keep submitting questions. We, we would really love to help you out in any way we can. Again, that is linked in the description on our Instagram and you are welcome to keep it completely anonymous. We will have no idea that you submitted it if you don't want us to. So are you ready to move over to hot takes, Haley? Let's go for it. What do you got? So my hot take this week is very controversial, as you can probably see in the show notes. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, it might cause some heated arguments. It may cause us to lose half of our following. Um, It's a big following. It is. Our whole 30 (laughs) people that will be listening. (laughs) But I've got to know because I was just thinking about it today as I was driving around. I work for DoorDash right now. And so I do deliveries through them and I'm driving around and I'm listening to my music and up comes this K-pop song, uh, Dynamite, I'm pretty sure is what it's called. Hmm. And, and listen, I've been on Twitter. I've been on Tumblr. <laughs> I know a lot of people who like K-pop. I get, I get that, that there are K-pop stands. Okay. And this is where I'm treading lightly. Please do not come for me in the DMs. No, Please be nice it, to me. It. <laughs> but um, is it overrated? <laughs> yes. Or yes. am I missing out on something good? Because for me, I I was listening to the song, and I've heard some of um, like BTS's other songs and Hot Pink. Is it Hot Pink? I think, and and some other ones and I mean they're good I'm not I'm not gonna say it's not catchy like it's it's a fun song they've got some good dance moves I don't understand half of what they're saying and that's okay but for me I'm like is this really this big like monumental thing as everybody makes it out to be or is this more like people are just following it because everybody else follows it yeah because I've been on Twitter, and if you look at any viral tweet, there are like 10 to 100 fan cams in a yes. row of just K-pop stars. And I'm like, I just don't get the big deal. Um, for me, and maybe this is just a personal taste thing, I guess I really like music that is moving and tells a story. And I yeah, like, of course, I love my my bops and I'll just like yeah. hang out and whatever. But like these ones, I'm thinking Demi Lovato. Um, let's see who else. Taylor Swift, her album Red. Um, Olivia Rodrigo's new album. So yeah, they're more pop, but they still tell stories and they're they're really good. And like even Sean Mendez, who's one of my favorite artists, if you listen to any of his stuff that isn't like mainstream on the on the radio, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of a lyrical genius. And I don't say that lightly. Like he makes some beautiful, beautiful music. And and so I'm just wondering, am I am I like crazy for not liking them as much as everybody else does or or what do you think Haley never been able to get into it like you said I have seen so many fan accounts all over Twitter all Mm. (laughs) over social media and I mean I just can't make it through one song for me yeah but I mean, I think we're similar in that sense where if I'm listening to music for me, I either, you know, some days I want it to make me cry. Other days, <laughs> so good. I want it to, <laughs> to make me want to go to the club. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I want it to invoke some emotion yeah. in me. And for some reason, K-pop, it just, it doesn't do it for me. 
I will say dynamite is a bop if you get a yes, chance to listen to are, it. I, yeah. 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 I could, I could go to a club and, uh, as the kids say, get down with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> song. <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> thank you. Um, but a lot of times, like if I'm in the shower and obviously doing my shower pondering, um, or if I'm in the corner of my room and it's dark, I want to listen to something emotional and yeah. I want to, I want to like feel it and like, or, or, you know, what would you rather do? Would you rather be blasting this K-pop song where you, you don't know what they're saying half of it? Or mm-hmm. would you rather like be totally succumbed by, I don't know, like good for you by Olivia Rodrigo and yeah. like blast that in your car and just scream <laughs> it at the top of your lungs as you remember Tofu the Gopher. Oh, just like, feels so good. So good. It feels so good. It's so exhilarating to just scream it, you know? And yes. so it's just like, like I get it, but it just doesn't like get me in the way that other music does. And that that's pop, um, slower ballads, things like that. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I've always been a person who listens to lyrics. And I think, you know, I talked about this in the last podcast. I really like reading and writing. And, um, ever since I was little, I used to write dad, write poetry with my dad, not write dad, my poetry. (laughs) Um, I used to write poetry with my dad. And so I guess words and symbolism and stuff means a lot to me Mm -hmm. and, and storytelling and stuff. And that's a lot of what I get from the music I listen to or the stuff that I'll listen to over and over again, I guess, if I want to clarify more rather than just like repetitive songs that just are kind of like, woo. Yeah. But that again, that could be totally personal preference. Maybe, maybe I'm missing the instrumental part of it. Maybe they're doing something instrumentally, or I know a lot of people really like how they dance and their music videos. And so maybe I'm missing out on something like that. So if you're listening and you're a K-pop stan, please feel free to like DM us and tell us like what it is that makes it so like vital to your being. Because we talked about Apple cults. There is a K-pop cult and it is worldwide. So yeah. But um, Haley, if you have anything else to share on that, go ahead or uh, we'll move on to your hot No, take. I mean, I agree. It's overrated. But yeah, let <laughs> me know if I'm missing out on something. I'm missing out. Yeah. But, you know, maybe this is something that I'm okay missing out on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm good. Yeah. Also, uh, please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. <laughs> please stay. <laughs> it's okay. just a question. <laughs> um, now this one, uh, some people... You know, they may agree with me. I think a lot of people who, who know me would agree. Others may think, eh, maybe not the best, but people sharing their business on social media. Now, mm-hmm. everyone can think of that one girl from high school, that one hot mess couple, your fourth cousin, and you can think of that one person on your social mm-hmm. media that is just posting their business. Mm-hmm. I mean... I just, I scroll through my feed and I see, okay, great. You know, so-and-so is calling their baby daddy trash. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I'm okay with that. I want to know your business, but Mm -hmm. don't just tell me he or she is trash. Tell me why, you know, don't just tease me with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like I need you to go into detail. I need the backstory. Mm -hmm. I need full names Mm -hmm. and I need updates, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're going to come on here and you're going to tell me how you're, you want to invite so-and-so over to your house so that you guys can throw down and, because this is what happens. I don't know if that happens on your Facebook page. No. I am friends with I'm some very crazy people. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll have to take some uh, screenshots and, yeah. and share them. But yeah. I mean, I've got a friend who, well friend Facebook friend yes really friends you know but yeah we know how it goes (laughs) someone who recently had a baby with another one of my Facebook friends um guessing they're no longer together 
But yeah. I mean, baby daddy's going off about how cruel this is to not be able to see their child and this and that. And I'm like, look, I understand you're going through a hard time, but mm-hmm. like, if you're going to trash talk, at least like, tell me what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe we you're can gonna, talk to you. You're going to call podcast. her out. You're going to call her out <laughs> on social media. Everyone yeah. knows who you're talking about. Yeah. But you're not going to respond to the comments. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give me the full story. So it's either like, don't tell me anything. Don't tell me any of your business or write a full novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I will say I love the tea too. I love knowing it, especially if you see like people arguing publicly. That's, that's always fun to, to hear. I love it. To, you just, you just want to know. And you know, you could walk by or you could walk slowly and linger as mm-hmm. you listen Now, there has been a couple of times where people shared things that I was like, I wonder why you feel the need to share this. Mm -hmm. Can't the other person see what (laughs) you're discussing? Yeah. Um, This may cause a lot of chaos in your life for posting this, but all right. I mean, you do you. And then I've seen other people that are like, I just, I need you guys to send me something to make me feel better. And I'm like, for why? Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah. Like, what, what's going on? Um, let's talk. DM yeah. me. You yeah. know? Or like, like can't I, believe this happened again. Prayers needed. Don't ask yeah. questions. Don't ask I'm questions. I'm like, I understand okay. saying, Don't hey, I'm struggling. It. Like, prayers needed. Yeah. Fully get that. But if you're like, yeah. oh, can't believe he keeps doing this. Oh, if this happens one more time, I don't know what I'll do. Well, what is it? We can tell you what yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or we don't even have to tell you. We can just linger. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and not. You know, I, you know how there's like main characters and there's side characters? Mm-hmm. I vibe so much harder with being a side character. You know, like when you're watching yes. like a couple or something fight in a movie and there's just like that one awkward guy that's just like, mm, I'm tired of being here. Mm-hmm. Um, when's when are we gonna like stop film filming when snack time you know you can just read that all over his face um that that's me like tag yourself (laughs) that's me yes absolutely (laughs) and that's me on Facebook too so you know if you're gonna like you said either don't share at all or share everything like enough of this middle ground you know yeah yeah so shout out to the people on my Facebook that are you know I've got someone who I mean she is not afraid to give me every little dirty detail of Mm. of her life and I'm like thank you for that you know I appreciate it yeah it's good yeah (laughs) well (laughs) anything else on sharing people's business or people sharing Um, their business no, but I hope our listeners share their business. Uh-huh. Always oh, be plugging. Always yes. be plugging our social media. <laughs> share your business with us in the DMs oh, or in our Google form. And yes. um, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Because obviously we're nosy. Yep. So let us know. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Like we said, you can post it anonymously or like, you know, if you want to include a couple name drops just for us. Yeah. I think we would appreciate that if you're interested. We don't have to share it on the podcast, but uh, I'm always here for tea. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right. Haley, are you thriving or not thriving today? (sighs) You know, I always try and look for the positive. Mm-hmm. But right now, I leave for my sister's wedding in about 24 hours, and mm-hmm. I have not packed. I have Stressful. Two, two loads of laundry that, <laughs> who knows when they'll get put up. Um, kitchen hasn't been taken care of. So I'm going to go with not thriving right now, mm. because I have not been taking care of things. Yeah. But that's okay. fingers crossed, I, mean, I you, get it together. You did get your contacts Um, as we discussed on the last episode, even though, yes, technically listeners won't hear this for another week, but But. (laughs) for us, it was uh, maybe 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So (laughs) they're feeling great now. I'm going to go ahead and predict that I had a difficult time taking them out. 
mm-hmm. because that is what I struggled with the most at my appointment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and throw that into not thriving, assuming, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I know. What about you? Um, so I know I talked about my traumatic bee experience. If you have not listened oh, to our yes. first podcast, you've got to hear that because I will probably have that living in my head rent free for the next month. Um, <laughs> it was very traumatizing. So, but uh, when it comes to, I guess that was kind of a not thriving moment, but I am thriving in a way. I am so happy to be starting this podcast. Like I cannot explain how fun this is for me. And yeah, this is just something I have wanted to do for so long. It gives me an excuse to see Haley once a week. So, and like <laughs> guys, if only you could see her face. If, too. Oh my God. Be jealous. Oh. Oh. The look for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually going to see, there's a theater that's about an hour away from where I used to live. And um, they do these little local plays. They're very tiny, but they're so fun. And the people, like the cast will come around in between and like give out snacks and stuff. Oh. Last year, no, maybe it was a couple of years ago. I don't remember how long ago it was, but a couple of years ago, we went and there was, let's see, what did they do? They did Singing in the Rain and The Little Mermaid, which, mm. disclaimer, The Little Mermaid is my absolute favorite Disney movie of all time. Hands down, there will never be competition. Prince Eric no? can get it. So. <laughs> I'm going to think of a hot take one episode that has to do with uh, The Little Mermaid to see how you do Well, it. yeah. Make sure you bring it, but I will bring it too. So... Um, right. I cannot be fought. I love the little mermaid. <laughs> so they did that and singing in the rain and it was so good. And so we're going to go see Cinderella and it's kind of ironic because I was with, um, a friend who lives over here and, or one of my best friends. Yes. Haley is not my only best friend. I know <sighs> she's upset, but I know, that's just how it, how it happens. <laughs> this is our last episode. <laughs> we're ending today actually guys sorry um so but we were sitting on the couch and we were talking and she was talking about how she wanted to go to this this theater and she's like no one will go with me and, and I want to go so bad and and I mean it's understandable like she's got some mills in her family and stuff that probably wouldn't be interested in some Cinderella <laughs> so I was like well we're going let me call my mom and see if we can get a ticket and we called and she was like I don't think there's anywhere near us to sit and then she had this like spark of light um or spark of brilliance I guess is a better way to put it where she remembered that she bought an extra seat now I need I need you guys to tell me if you do this too I don't know if it's smart or if it's wasteful for my mom because she gets claustrophobic I think it's smart but I'm also like I'm poor, so I can't do this. So maybe it's just jealousy, but she always buys like an extra seat. So no one can sit near us. <laughs> oh, okay. Bougie. I know oh, a little bit. I love that. Where's my money? Um, but I can't afford that. So, um, <laughs> she was like, Oh wait, I bought an extra seat. I forgot. Oh my so gosh. I was like, okay, girl, like come with us. And so she was originally going to come with us and drive up there. And then she realized she's literally going camping 30 minutes away from where this place is. So she's just going to drive and meet us there, like at the exact same time. And I'm like, how, how perfect did that all work out? So sometimes life gives you lemons, but sometimes you get lemonade. Yeah. I have a side note on that about your mom buying an extra seat. Yes. I am all for, going to the theater and being it well, movie theater and being able to put my feet up on the seat in mm-hmm. front of me mm-hmm. and the worst feeling in the world to be so excited, have your feet propped up, you're stretched out, you're ready for the movie, you're all comfortable. And then in walks the person that is about to ruin that for you and sit down mm. in the seat that your feet are propped up on. So mm. I have thought about buying that seat in front of me because it happens every time and they come in right before the movie starts. So I get my hopes up and I'm like, oh, finally, I am so comfortable. And they just ruin it. Well, do you not have in your theater, do you not have like, there's usually like a little half wall or some bars uh, that kind of separate the higher seats from the lower seats. 
And do you not have one of those in your theater? It depends on which room you're in. Mm. Yeah. So I was going to say, that's that's what I do. I always that's go for a good those idea, so though. I can put my, my feet up and then I don't have to buy an extra seat because obviously, yeah. like I said, I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> Balling on a budget. That's my favorite. <laughs> Balling on a budget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe look into that. Maybe, maybe if you bat your eyes enough, um, they will give you a special request and let you pick which movie theater your movie plays in. Right. <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Call, call the manager. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a break for a minute, listeners, and get a drink. This is your reminder to hydrate, and then we will come back with some questions. All right. right. We are all hydrated. The thirst has been quenched, and we are ready to move on to question one. (laughs) I am so sorry about half the things we say on this podcast. However, Um, formal apologies in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I have question one, and um, I want to be really careful with today. We've always said these episodes some of the questions may be really lighthearted, and some of them may be a little more triggering or sensitive subjects and so when it comes to these things we will do our best to put timestamps and the questions down below so you can go and look for them and skip anywhere you need to i promise we won't be offended but just a forewarning for today specifically all of our questions are very specific about mental health the last question in particular is about body dysmorphia and um, eating disorders Uh, so just keep that in mind as you're listening and just take care of yourself. A listener's discretion is always advised. So with that being said, our first question today is an anonymous question that came in. It is, how do you help a friend who is struggling with mental health? And, you know, I was kind of thinking about this because I mentioned this on the last podcast that Haley did a lot for me. Um, when I was in like one of the darkest places of my life and, um, and she really helped me and, and I'm not saying that, um, I think you need to tread lightly and not become your friend's therapist. Um, that's really important. I know we joked about having therapy (laughs) sessions, but that's more of a joke. We're still really careful to like, you know, there is a difference and Mm -hmm. you never want to, um, overstep that way. And you can even say that, like, um, you know, I don't want to overstep. So I'm more here to listen. Um, but I still think you should go and get uh, professional help. Um, you know, I don't think that's, that's wrong, but one of the things that, um, Haley did that was really helpful was honestly, she just listened and a lot of my friends do that. They're really good about that. Just, just letting me talk and vent it out. And then they share personal experiences when they feel necessary. But for the most part, they just sit there and don't say a word. And it helps. I can process it kind of on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and then when they have a personal experience that they think might help, they usually pipe it in. And it's exactly what I need to hear. Haley does a really good job of not making the personal experiences about herself, but more using them tactfully. So I feel like I'm being heard. So a couple of things that are really important when it comes to this too is there's two sides that this could kind of land on. Either you kind of assume they're struggling with their mental health or maybe they've kind of like hinted at it, but you don't actually know for sure that they're struggling or on the opposite end, they've, they've literally come up to you and said like, I am dealing with stuff and I don't know what to do. Um, so the first one, if you don't know, don't push them. 
Don't make them talk about it. Don't ask them questions. Just let them come to you. You know, don't single them out. I think just be really careful about that. So, you know, you may even like not ask questions, but you may start to treat them like a little extra special. And that can come across kind of weird too, if you're doing too much and that can make them feel like they're being singled out a little bit. So just act normally. And if they want to come to you, they will. But when it comes to, they actually do come to you and say like, I'm struggling. It is really, really important that first and foremost, again, you are a listening ear. You are not there to talk about yourself. You are not there to tell them what to do. It's important that maybe you advocate for them to go get a prof- some professional help. Say, I want to listen to you and I'm here for you, but it sounds like you're really struggling with this. So I, I encourage you to to go and seek therapy too, if you can, um, especially if you're a teenager and you're worried about like what your parents might think you, you are welcome to go and talk to the school counselor. There's pretty much always a school counselor and they can help you out. Now that doesn't mean that they may not be able to outsource you to a clinic and that may involve your parents at some point, but they, they won't do that without your permission. So they, unless Unless, sorry, I should add this, unless you are um, in danger of harming yourself or harming others, then then they will say something. But other than that, do not invalidate their feelings. Uh, I think both Haley and I know what it's like to be really sad and have somebody come up to us and be like, don't be sad, just smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's just that easy. Thanks. I really appreciate that. You're so helpful. Great. Mm -hmm. Love that for me. But, you know, instead of saying like, I know you're such a good person. Don't worry about it, buddy. And punching them on the shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know, say something like that must be hard. I'm here for you. The difference between this is you're not, not only are you not invalidating their feelings, but you're also not invalidating what they're saying. Because if you're saying like, oh, like you're a good person. Oh, that's a good thing. That may not be what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be a lot more helpful for you to just say, I'm listening. I'm here for you. That sounds really hard than being like, you should do this and this and this, you know? Yeah. Um, So anything else you want to add to that, Haley? Um, I mean, you touched on a lot of points that I had found just through some simple research, but I mean, just to reiterate that being patient, validating their feelings, really listening with the intention to understand and not fix whatever it is they're coming to you. Don't jump in with solutions, allow them to talk and you know, allow them to have that time and that space to experience those feelings, whether they are working through them fully or just being able to process with someone, I think is nice. So I think just helping them understand that, you know, you care about them and you want to help them in any way that you can. And it sounds like just being there and being a good listener is the best way to do that. Yep. That's, and that's enough. You don't need to feel Mm -hmm. obligated to do more. Um, I think if that becomes a way that can make a, an unhealthy friendship or, um, a toxic relationship, um, by you kind of being there almost like their emotional bag. Um, that's what a counselor's for. That's, that's what they're there for. They're professionally trained to let people kind of dump on them. (laughs) And so, you know, be careful, know your boundaries and Mm -hmm. just, just be there to listen. Yeah. And I've even heard, um, another podcast that I was listening to, and I believe it was the therapist that is behind the show, I think couples therapy, um, Mm -hmm. was talking about, you know, the difference between talking to a friend and talking to a licensed therapist is that you go into therapy, not to just talk through those emotions, but to understand the why or the how Mm -hmm. and things that you don't know or connections that you can't make between your experiences and what's going on in your life and why you're feeling that way. So always keep that in mind that, you know, you're there to listen, but you're not there to analyze. 
Yep. Yep. And, and that's true too. I mean, as much as I know you probably want to help, I mean, it sounds like that you do. Um, it's important that you realize, and not in a bad way, this is nothing on you as a person, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, you probably haven't had at least a couple years of trained experience. And so that, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. I I say that as somebody in the program right (laughs) now, it's, it might seem really easy, but it's, it's hard. And um, there's things we're trained to do to help people come to their own answers and solutions and things like that. And and it takes a lot of uh, skill and communication and things like that. And and that's not that's not your job. That's not what you're there for. No. You're just you're their friend, and that's okay. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. So so please please just remember that that you are there to be their friend first and foremost. And um, again, set those boundaries. So, okay. Okay. So moving on to our second question. So the original submission was how can I tell my parents that I'm struggling with mental health? And I just wanted to throw in not only parents, but your partner or whoever is your main support system that you have, you know, how do you tell that main person that you're struggling with mental health or that you have concerns? And as uncomfortable as it may feel and seem, the people that love you, they aren't mind readers and they will not know what is going on unless you just tell them. Mm -hmm. And that is a very difficult conversation to have, especially if you don't have that constant open line of communication with that person already, especially with parents. I know that it can be incredibly hard for a teenager or even an adult coming to their parents and feeling like you're exposing what you see as possibly a weakness or asking for help can feel very uncomfortable. But just remember that there's a reason that you want to tell that person. And it's likely because you have that bond with them because you know that they love you and because they want the best for you. And something else that I wanted to read from the psychology mom who I shared on the last episode with over on her Instagram, where she posted how to have a conversation about mental health and the do's and the don'ts. And she also goes into saying, you know, we can often be scared to ask about mental health in case it makes things worse, feels awkward, or we just don't know what to say. And we can often feel scared to talk about our own mental health as it seems shameful. We are worried it may affect the other person or what they think of us. So she has this drawing that is aimed to give some tips and ideas to help people feel more confident and being able to open up those conversations and be able to offer a safe space when people need it. So I think it's important from your side, if you feel like, you know, it's time to talk to your parents or a partner or that support system about your struggles to just be open and honest. And from the other side, if you have someone coming to you to keep those things in mind that Rainey suggested that when someone's coming to you with this, it's because, you know, they feel comfortable enough bringing that to your attention and they're looking for that safe space. Yeah. I agree. I think Haley made some really good points. I do want to add though, everybody is still human. And this is the unfortunate part. There may be people that you open up to about this and they may not react the way that you want them to. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that be parents, spouse, friends, there could be a potential that either they'll invalidate your feelings or say something more harmful than good. And so I need you to remember to keep an open mind when that happens, that it is not on you. You were very brave for being willing to say what was going on. There was this thing I heard about, and I cannot for the life of me remember where I heard it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So if that person just happens to be listening for whatever reason, um, credit goes to you. But it is the basically five SOS numbers and sorry, trigger warning, but um, this is, this is technically for people who are suicidal, but I think this works in any situation. 
So you have five numbers of people that you feel are important or five names. The first three probably won't answer their phone. The fourth one may answer their phone, but may not give you what you need. The fifth one usually by that point will help you out. So, you know, if this is a case of you just needing to talk to somebody about it, have a list of like five people and don't be afraid to go to five people. You know, I think eventually one of those people will help you out. If this is a case of you are a minor and you need your parents' permission to talk about or to go to a therapist, you are in no obligation, even if they pressure you a little, to tell them why. You do not have to tell them why. You can just say, I'm really struggling. I don't feel comfortable sharing why, but I would really like to talk to a therapist because I think that will help me. Now, I do want to be really careful and sensitive about this too. Um, There's something else I just remembered. In some cultures, I know like in the Hispanic culture, therapy is really looked down upon and mental health is kind of um, pushed to the side. And and so it can be hard to maybe open up to uh, like your Latino or Latina family. So I think when it comes to that, it may be a better idea to find somebody that you can trust to talk to that you know won't um, treat you badly over it. And if you're a minor, maybe talking to your school counselor first, um, they may be able to help you and talk to your parents more than you can. So I just, I want to keep all those things in mind that it is going to be a hard conversation. Like Haley said, Mm -hmm. it's, that's the unfortunate part. Um, That's just the way it is. You can, if somebody already knows, if you already have a trusted friend that already knows, maybe role play with them. I honestly, I role play with my friends. I've role played with Haley. Like, (laughs) yeah. So there's nothing wrong with practicing what you want to say. And you can even practice best case and worst case scenarios. So yeah, when it doesn't go worst case, it's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think just, just know it's hard, um, but you're going to be okay. And it is really brave and strong of you to be emotionally vulnerable like that and to do something that is going to help you get better. Mm -hmm. Um, You're, you are taking care of yourself and that is really, really important because I think a lot of people forget to and, um, and so I think that's okay for you to, to try and um, talk to somebody and get that help. So, okay. Anything else on that question, Haley? No, I think that covers it. Okay. So we are on our last question. I'm going to one more time, give a disclaimer that this one is about body dysmorphia. So if you are not at a state that you can listen to it, um, please feel free to um, end the podcast here. You don't have to listen to it, but I hope that what we say is helpful. And again, this is advice. While I am being professionally trained, I am still not yet a professional, and my advice does not replace that of a professional. So I will do the best I can. I don't struggle with this this disorder, and so I will do the best I can to be sensitive and considerate of it, but please seek extra additional help outside of this podcast because I just... I want to do this the best I can, but I don't want to give advice that is either harmful or Mm -hmm. triggering. So the question is from Zem. She is 25 and yes, she, her are her pronouns. Again, we, if you do decide to give your name and age and pronouns, we will, we will respect those. So she says, what advice would you give to someone with body dysmorphia, not gender related? So I was kind of looking at this and I was like, not gender related. And I realized she was talking about gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia. There's, there's a difference. So gender dysphoria is about um, if you're having like if you don't know if you're boy or girl, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Whereas body dysmorphia is more about like physical um, attributes, that kind of stuff. And I hope I, I read that right. And I'm answering it correctly. 
If for some reason I am not, please, please, please feel free to DM me. You can um, even DM me personally. That's okay. And we will make sure to address the latter if that's what you were actually asking about. I don't want to not help you (laughs) with this question or give you the wrong advice. So I was looking it up and I've linked a few resources down at the uh, bottom in the description, but body dysmorphia is a diagnosable mental health disorder. It is not up to someone just wanting to eat better or thinking you just need to lose a few pounds. It is more serious than that. It can be time consuming, mentally consuming, and it can be Uh, difficult to work through. Up to 25% of people who deal with anorexia nervosa have been diagnosed with body dysmorphia. Men and women can both suffer from it. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is not a fact. I want to clarify. This is not factual. This is just me guessing. But I would think it is safe to assume that there are probably more women who suffer with it than men. Um, because of things like postpartum, uh, images, uh, media, things like that. But both can can deal with it. That being said, after hearing these statistics, I think one of the biggest things I really want to emphasize is you are not alone. I think anytime that anyone is struggling, especially with mental health, it can be really, really easy to feel isolated and lonely. Like you're the only one suffering with this thing. I mean, I've had the most niche experiences in my life where I was like, it's just me. No one else understands. And then I open up about it and 10 other people are like, oh yeah, I've totally dealt with something somewhere. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Like it's not just me. (laughs) And, and I know it's just a statistic, but it is a statistic of 25% of people, if not more. And that's not not 0%, which means you're, you're not alone. And I hope that that's at least a little validating to you that it's not just in your head that you're not just making this up or you're, you're crazy or anything like, like you're dealing with something and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went and did a little quick Google search. So literally if you just type in what is body dysmorphia, um, this is the first thing that comes up and it says it is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. Uh, The flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. The person may try many cosmetic procedures or exercises to excess. People with this disorder may frequently examine their appearance in a mirror, constantly compare their appearance with that of others, and avoid social situations or photos. Treatment may include counseling and antidepressant medication. So um, I really wanted to emphasize the counseling part. You'll probably hear that just a ton through this podcast. I am just just such an advocate. Uh, Yeah, I am (laughs) such an advocate for like, go get counseling if you need help. Everyone needs, you know, (laughs) to some degree for something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For, no, no, seriously, for the most part, there's usually some way that a counselor can help you, even if it's just for one visit, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. When And the reason I want to emphasize this too is you need to be wary of seeking a nutritionist. I think when you're dealing with body image issues and stuff, it can be really easy to think, oh, I should just go see a nutritionist. They'll help. Nutritionists are not always trained to approach sensitive subjects like that. And they may say things like, you're fine or do this or that. And a lot of times if a person has body dysmorphia, it's because they think they're too fat or too big, despite what medical professionals say. So if a medical professional is saying you're fine, like that's not going to help you. Whereas a counselor can kind of get to the root of the issue. And so looking at that, um, their support groups, counselors, stuff, but it is super important that you try and look at the reason behind the dysmorphia. This isn't something that is just like, um, at least that I understand, and people please correct me if I'm wrong, um, that are listening, but from what I understand is it is a, what would I, how do I want to say this? 
it is something that comes over time. It's not like genetic. That's the word Mm -hmm. I was looking for. Sorry, I couldn't (laughs) think of it. It's not genetic. And so that means there's something that has happened to you that has caused this. So is there trauma linked? Is there an unknown trauma that from the way like maybe your body was treated when you were younger? Is there insecurity from others either heard or perceived? Um, Does it come from postpartum depression? There could be a lot of reasons behind it. And I think addressing those with a professional may help you to realize that it's not your body, but there's experiences behind it. And that's, that is what's triggering it. And, and while you're addressing these issues and processing through them, I think, especially with this disorder where it talks about hyperfixation and obsessing, it can be really easy to like start to process, but then get stuck and like sit and process and process and process for like five hours. And then you just kind of fall down a rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. And so something that I've learned about because, and, and it's not at all the same and I don't want to discount, like, I do not understand what it is like to go through this, but I tend to hyperfixate on things too, especially like problems in my life or when I'm really depressed, I'll sit and hyperfixate and try to work it through for hours and hours. And so something one of my counselors suggested to me was to set a timer like a daily timer where I can sit and I can cry and write about it and think about it and process it and do whatever I need to. And then when that timer goes off, Mm -hmm. I get up and I do something else for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was such a good idea. And what you can do is you can even make a list and have it attached to like your mirror or your door of things you could do. Um, so some suggestions I, I wrote down was like knitting, video games, reading a fun book, doing homework or normal work if you're, if you're not in school, cleaning. You could watch music or listen to music or watch a TV show, but be careful that it's not something that is triggering. And, you know, do, just do something to kind of get your mind off of it. It's not that you're not processing it. It's not that you're not working through it, but you're a person and your feelings and stuff need a break too. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay. And you will get through it with time and with your therapist, but maybe, maybe talk to them about doing something like that. Another thing that I thought you could do as well for something to, if you start getting like really emotional or something, or if you're getting really stressed over processing you could also do a um, meditation. There are meditations for loving your body and body image. However, I don't know that that will totally be helpful. That could be more harmful. So maybe just looking up a relaxing meditation or one that just clears your mind. There's a lot of focus, clear your mind kind of meditations that are 10, 15 minutes long and they just help you empty your thoughts, (laughs) kind of disappear for a minute. And they are so helpful, especially when I have struggled with things like, like anxiety, you know, I get all these racing thoughts again, like the hyperfixating. I just sit and I just uh, stress and stress and stress. And so I go and do a meditation and it just kind of like washes away for a little bit. And it's super helpful. Like I said, I do have a couple of links um, down in the description. One of the ones that I found that would be really helpful is a support, like a helpline support website kind of thing where they offer support stories and even some conferences and stuff for other people dealing with BDD. So that may be a good place and resource for you to go and check out. Haley, do you have anything else to add on to that? Um, you know, I think that you did a really great job, you know, covering it for what you could. I know that it's a difficult subject when it's not something that either one of us, you know, have really struggled with or have much experience with. So I know I went around on social media just to kind of search some like body dysmorphia hashtags and just to see what other people were saying about their own experiences. But like you said, I think that everyone is so different in the way that they experience, you know, these things and what is triggering for one person could actually be what, you know, helps ease someone else's. Mm -hmm. And so where I thought, oh, okay, well maybe I'll share some ideas of things that you could do. 
But as I was reading through, I thought, well, you know what? A lot of these comments said, oh, well, for example, this girl suggested, oh, I filled my apartment with mirrors because I needed to force myself to compliment myself every time I walked by a mirror. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people commented, oh, yeah, that really worked for me. That's such a great idea. Mm -hmm. And other people said, I absolutely hated my body. And having those mirrors around did not help at all. And it made the situation worse. So Mm -hmm. it's really finding out, you know, what works for you and what your triggers are. And... As you look into those support groups, I think that it's important to not, I'm trying to think of how to word it, but to not rely so heavily on some people because I feel like sometimes... Take the advice to the grain of salt. Yes, yeah. yes, because yeah. sometimes you never know where that person is at in their journey. Mm-hmm. And if you are not in that same place, then it could do more damage than mm-hmm. good. So it's good to have that support, but just remember that this is your own journey that you're on and don't compare yourself to someone else's. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, that, you know, um, like you said, everybody deals with these things differently. Some things work better for others. Some things may be more harmful. There's a lot of harmful things I think people can say, especially mm-hmm. if you open up to just somebody like that isn't dealing with body dysmorphia. They could be like, oh yeah, I hate my appearance too or whatever. And that can be really invalidating and hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that like, again, you're not alone. People may not always know what to say <laughs> yeah, or how to help. That's why a, a personal therapist is probably going to be your best option for this because it's somebody you can work one-on-one with that's professionally trained. But uh, just tread lightly with whatever advice you're given. Do, do what you think will work for you if it becomes too much maybe back off uh, just you you know yourself the best like you know we we have this advice podcast and we're doing our best to give whatever advice we can but of course it's very generic in general and some of it may not be as helpful as um, something that somebody else may say. And so kind of the same thing, you know, when you're listening to this, you don't have to do any of the things I suggested. That is, it is completely up to you. You can do one of them. You can do none of them. You can do all of them, but work with what's best for you and just be really aware of your emotions and how it makes you feel when you're, uh, when you're working through this process. So yeah, I think that's it for me. How about you, Haley? That is. I, you know what? I would say that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely. oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say definitely, you know, use those resources. And if that's what you're looking for, and I think that assuming that maybe the majority of our listeners may not be struggling with these things directly, but take this advice from the other person's point of view and yeah. think, okay, well, at least I've been exposed to these issues so now you're more aware mm-hmm. and, and take from it what you yeah can. exactly you can be more more sensitive in the way you talk around others because mm-hmm. somebody may be dealing with it and you don't even know so yeah just approach things with sensitivity I think I think there's nothing wrong with trying to just be a little kinder and a little better every day so hopefully you learn something new and other than that we will be taking more questions for the next time and yeah. i just hope you guys had a super great week yes. and we're really excited to keep keep talking keep answering this is this has been so fun and i'm really happy to be doing this yeah. podcast so <laughs> i think that uh, wraps up episode 2 of our uh, not thriving thursday <laughs> gonna get it trending hashtag not thriving thursday not thriving thursday okay all right you gonna hit the end record let's end it